Hey everybody, yes, welcome back to the Paid Search Podcast, my name is Jason Rothman, as always, I'm joined by great guy, fantastic AdWords manager, Chris Schaefer, Chris, how's it going? Jason, you ever driven a tractor before? You have any affinity for tractors at all? You like tractors? Is that a euphemism, or no. do you really mean that? No, I'm, I, uh, I'm just wondering. Oh. I, d- I like tractors, you know, I see, you know, a big green tractor, red, you know, it doesn't matter the color. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, I'm colorblind when it comes to tractors. You know, I just, I like tractors, and I just wonder, if, have you ever driven one? They're just so big and powerful, and they're just really, they're cool. That's, I uh, didn't know you'd be coming with that. But, Chris, you know the crazy thing about you is you don't look like a tractor guy. Mm. Um, okay. You look like many things. But one of the things you look like to me, because of the J.C. Chazé resemblance and the 98 Degrees Haircut. Fashion you got going on mm-hmm. today. Yes. Is, yeah, you look like a former boy band member. So <laughs> it's perfect. You know how they would make those videos and they would be doing all these manly things they would never do in real life, but dressed up as like boy band members? You kind of look like that. Like I could picture you in your boy band late 90s mm. sweater you have on mm-hmm. with all the lining on your tractor, not looking like the tractor part, but definitely knowing how to get it done. So, um, well, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I'd, uh, I'm just curious. Yeah, you didn't. You don't seem like the kind of guy that has a tractor in the in the back shed or anything. But uh, no, I'm no, I definitely. Curious. Uh, they're just definitely. you know, I just re- they're 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 really cool. You know, the big tires and stuff. But no, not a boy band in in disguise or anything. But uh, you never you know. Are in disguise though, because I know your I know your personality. I know what you're into. Mm-hmm. You are in disguise every day that's, because that's true. you don't look like what you're into. And you have to admit that. That's true. I hide a lot of my hobbies because a lot of my hobbies are shared by young children that enjoy the same things that I do. And sometimes it's kind of shameful to, you know, that I enjoy those things. So, Well, you have your video game problem, but you also have your heavy metal problem. Ah, You don't look like a guy that yes. mosh pits. You don't look like a guy that's into heavy... Just really, well, you know, really angry, gross metal. But that's what you're into. <laughs> I, dress, I dress the part. You know, I, I dress the part when I come on the show. I dress the part simply because we do the YouTube version of it. You know, I have to dress nice, make sure I look all right. And sometimes I pull out mm-hmm. a shirt that I haven't seen in a few years. And I think, hey, this looks nice. And then Jason lets me know. He lets me know the truth. So, but that's okay. My wife stopped dressing me a few years ago. And she said, you're ready to go on your own. And uh, I've been looking great ever since. You weren't ready. Yeah. No, I wasn't. Well, Chris, it's interesting that we're talking about the way you look because today's episode is all about... Brand. Branding. Yeah. Branding. This is not hire an AdWords manager and run a $5,000 a month campaign and get leads and grow your business. This is not a huge campaign. Um, This is about brand. But before we get into it, Chris, I want to thank Directive Consulting a brand I trust, the number one B2B search engine marketing agency, SEO, PPC, content. They offer free custom proposals at directiveconsulting.com. And we thank them for supporting today's episode. Now, Chris, getting back to brands, why don't you just break down for everybody the difference between the $100 campaign we're talking about today about branding and then the usual lead generation stuff we usually talk about, regardless of budget. What's the difference here? Because I think a lot of people are going to miss this. Right, right. Well, day in and day out, or I should say week in and week out, Jason and I talk a lot about optimization and avoiding 
90% of the people you're going to show ads to and trying to push those 10%. You're going for the cream of the crop. You're going for a limited supply of people, the people at the bottom of the funnel. Now with branding, it's a different completely situation because we're trying to just retouch, reapply our name, our brand, our services, our logo, our messaging to a specific number of people, but it's not a limiting factor. I mean, basically anybody who is going to be top of funnel, bottom of funnel, middle of the funnel, if they've been to your website, if they might have an interest in what you do, you show them an ad and you're not going to be super aggressive about it. It's more about just awareness. Basically the idea of how that translates in AdWords, it really comes down to how much you're going to pay per click and how much you're going to push on those bids, which Jason, I think you lay out very well in this outline you've got for us today. I think it works great. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not a big brander, you know, and I think we have some different ideas on how we approach that, but uh, I'm, I'm excited to hear maybe uh, learn something and try something new on my side that uh, you can share with us today. Yeah. Well, Chris, I think um, even more so than the word brand, it's really about awareness because you and I are not uh, advertising experts. We don't sit around and come up with, uh, this isn't Mad Men. We don't come up with TV commercials. We don't know jingles that stick in people's heads. So we, we don't know too much about branding, but we do know about awareness and just being seen by people who could potentially be interested in your business at some point. So, Chris, for me, this really comes down to using Google Ads to get your brand or company more awareness from people who could use your service or product at one time, maybe now, maybe in the future. So it is about lead generation, but it's not about instant lead generation. Mm. It's about getting those leads for the rest of your business life. And I do it from Google Ads. We do it from this podcast. There's lots of ways you can do it. But one way I do it is with Google Ads. I do it for very little money. And I thought my business, Chris, would be a good example Yeah. uh, to kind of get people's mind frames right in terms of why I go after brand awareness sometimes with Google Ads and not direct lead generation. So people in my shoes, Chris, in your shoes, people who want AdWords clients, They can advertise on words like AdWords agency, AdWords companies, Google Ads companies, whatever, PPC companies, spend $5,000 a month, $10,000 a month, $80,000 a month, whatever they want to spend, get leads coming in every day, sign up some of those leads and get new clients. That's not really what I do because I have a small company. If I got 20 leads today, uh, that'd be a waste of money because I don't have the sales force, at least right now, to handle those leads. So I don't want to spend the money. 5 to 10K or more a month to get all those leads. And I don't even want all those leads because I can't handle them right now. But I do want people for the rest of my business life searching for my company, knowing about my company, using me at some point in the future, recommending me to other people when they hear someone might need an AdWords manager. I just want to be known. I want to be searched for. So this is about how to use Google Ads to get people to know about you and to look for you from now to the end of your business life um, and not necessarily getting a flood of leads in today because I don't even want that. So that's how I use this for my own business, Chris, but it can be used for bigger businesses too, moving companies, lawyers. You can spend a very small amount of money and get the same awareness and have more people knowing about you for the point where either they or friends or family need you. So 
We're going to talk about how to do that with remarketing YouTube and then search keywords and we'll break down search. But Chris, the first one is remarketing. Duh. Mm. We always talk about it. It really is brand awareness. You do this all the time for your clients. And my only point about it is you don't have to spend a lot of money. I'd love to hear particulars from you about how you don't spend a lot of money for your clients' brand remarketing campaigns. And my only point is that you may not have the biggest brand. You may not have the biggest remarketing audience. But of the people who make up your audience, you can be rock solid and make yourself stronger and stronger and stronger, even if that's a relatively small amount of people. So that's how I look at remarketing. Why don't you give people a flavor for how small a remarketing budget needs to be? Yeah, good point. Can be. There was is a good example. I'll, I'll give some some real numbers in, and then I'll, I'll get into some specifics. Uh, I was looking at a, a client's campaign that was uh, hire, had hired me for some consulting training, and when I do a live audit with someone, the, some of the first things I look at is all the campaigns, and I look for that remarketing campaign. And I will use the remarketing campaign to judge uh, judge the spend of the remarketing campaign based on how much the search and display. So this client was spending, you know, four or five hundred dollars on a couple uh, search campaigns. You know, maybe about a thousand total. And then I saw that their uh, remarketing was spending four hundred dollars a month, and that is a perfect example of overspending an AdWords campaign. You could use this as a percentage to make it work for you. The idea here is they were spending about 40% of what they were spending on search on a remarketing campaign. This is way too much. If you're spending $1,000, I would expect to maybe spend about 10% of your budget a month on remarketing. And the reason for that is because I'm basing how much traffic you're bringing in. Okay, so if you're bringing in $1,000 worth, you might have 400, 300 clicks. You know, it depends on how much your CPC is, but it's a good gauge on how much traffic you're probably going to get organic and you're getting through paid search. Okay, so a small percentage of that should be coming through your remarketing campaign. So judge a 10 to 20%. And the reason this, I'll give the exact reason why they were overspending. And this is something that's specific for branding and AdWords on remarketing campaigns. They had the automated targeting turned on. They had it set to conservative. There is an option in your settings when you set up a remarketing campaign. Uh, You go to the settings options and there is a targeting option. And if it's set to conservative, that means essentially if you are only doing remarketing, They are reaching outside of your remarketing audience and grabbing a similar audience that matches what your remarketing audience looks like. So if remarketing audience goes to A, B, and C website and other people that are like that go to A, B, and C website, they will show ads to these people. That's what was happening. They were overspending because they did not know it. They had their remarketing campaign. So that's one way that we keep the spend low only advertise for remarketing ads to people that have been to the website. As simple as that. And if you do that properly, um, you don't reach outside that audience bucket, you're going to spend 10, 20% of your volume because Jason, as you know, 0.5% click-through rate, maybe for a remarketing campaign. Maybe. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the thing is, um, if you have that thing turned on with the similar audiences, that's not remarketing anymore. Mm-hmm. Those those people who are in the similar audience haven't been to your website. They don't know about you, and you're not strengthening your brand among that core remarketing audience. So a couple more ways I use remarketing, Chris, and this is, again, you can use any of these strategies we talked about today, remarketing YouTube or search, or just one. And if I'm any business, really any business out there, I am spending $100 on remarketing a month just because it's it's so worth it. And some of the things I do is I target specific audiences, people who have seen specific kind of pages on my website. An example is if you're a moving company, Chris, and you have a page on your website about office moving, remarket that office moving audience only with office moving ads and brand yourself to them as the number one office mover in your city. And I've seen big... Uh, digital marketing agencies, Chris, I read their blogs. So I get on the remarketing list. I see their remarketing ads. It really does work. Like I know Google ads, I know AdSense. So I don't go out of my way to like click on their ads because if I want to go to their website, I'll go to it. But I see their remarketing ads all the time and I never click. I never click. But what that does in my brain in terms of how much I'm thinking about them, how much I'm wondering what they're doing, how much I'm wondering what they're remarketing strategy is they just seem big to me probably way bigger than they actually are mm-hmm. and i experienced the same thing myself with my clients and people i talk to jason your face is following me all all around today people send me screenshots of the places i show up and it really <laughs> does matter in terms of strengthening that brand and being on the top of people's minds they recommend you they think of you they share your content and it's just a absolute no-brainer for $100. You're never going to be able to measure what that $100 gets you. you. Yeah, you can look at the clicks. Yeah, you can look at the conversions you get from those clicks. But it's not about that. It's about being aware to people and having people know about your business um, and strengthening that. So to me, that's definitely worth $100. And you don't, you don't have to be spending thousands of dollars. Chris, I'll say this. A business, whether it's one like yours or mine or a brick and mortar, Um, like a a moving company or something that going from $0 a month on remarketing to $100 a month is a much (laughs) wider difference in terms of business success and results than going from $100 a month to 2000. Yes. On remarketing. Yeah. Well, I think just doing something goes almost 99% of the way there. It's just, you don't have to be spending a lot. It's just do something with remarketing. Yeah. So yeah. And that's it. I mean, yeah. if, If you're at zero yeah, and you turn it on, what I've heard from other clients is when I turn on a campaign, they'll say, yeah, so, you know, some guys came into the office the other day and they were like, man, I'm seeing your ads everywhere. You guys are really big. You guys are really blowing up. And you're exactly right. The message that you, you know, it's, when you, they may never interact with the ads. You may have quarter million impressions and maybe you only spend 5% of your other campaign budget. Maybe only 5% of your total spend comes from that. But it's about the impressions and you'll never know what you're doing because you're not, there's not really a way to track it uh, as far as other than just looking at total impressions. But I completely agree. It does make a difference. Well, break break it down with my business again, Chris. I see some of these agencies over and over and you know what happens when I get a client or a lead that I don't want or an industry I don't work in? Ah. And and maybe I just want someone off my back and I don't want to offend them, you know? Mm -hmm. I go, hey... Thanks for emailing. I don't work in that industry. I'm not available right now. Whatever I say. But hey, 
I honestly, and this is an honest thing, I honestly, I don't say honestly over and over to them, but it's how I <laughs> honestly feel. Yeah. I really feel like you would be best served if you go to this big agency that specializes in your field. I know they do a lot of e-commerce, whatever. And this agency has no idea I'm doing that. Mm. But because of remarketing, they're up there for me. So that's that's just another example. So I think we should say this, Chris. We're going to talk about Google AdSense in a few weeks. I think a lot of people don't understand. They hear us say remarketing over and over. Mm. They don't understand why it's so big or they don't understand what that actually means. Well, Google has a program called AdSense. Over 2 million websites and apps put AdSense code on their website, and then it runs Google Ads display advertising. So that's why it's so big. I think a lot of people don't know that, but that's why you're seeing able to be seen so much. So another place you can remarket to people is with YouTube. And Chris, if I had $100 a month and I was just trying to get aware, I'm not trying to get leads from YouTube, but I want a small group of people to know about me, YouTube is is the way to go. And the reason why is because it works. I can't prove it works. If you look at the placements, they're not going to be pretty. It's not going to look like a nice search term list or whatever. But I know as a YouTube user, there are some brands that I have never heard of before. And now I see their ads all the time. And guess what? I know about them a ton. And maybe... They didn't get me. They didn't get my business, but I can guarantee you they're getting people like me uh, who are more interested in their product at this moment to use them. I think about these companies. I can't help it. I'll just be sitting there thinking about business. One of them has to do with funnels. I don't do funnels. The only thing I do with funnels is funnel cake, okay? (laughs) But funnels are hot right now. And sometimes I think, wow, should I be doing a funnel for my business? And I see this guy all the time on YouTube. And so... When the point in time comes when I want to do a funnel or I have a client that needs to do a funnel and I need to come up with a recommendation, I'm going to think about this brand because I've seen their YouTube ad and they bid pennies on the dollar for me to see it. And I know, Chris, you're skeptical. You're Mr. Skeptic over there. I know it would just kill you if I took $100 a month out of your bank account and put it on your YouTube campaign. I know that would probably shave 10 years off your Schaefer life, but Let me prove to you that I'm right. You're a YouTube user as well. I watch good stuff. You watch garbage. But we both use YouTube. And I know you're into YouTube just like I am. Just answer me this. Yes, you do see the same advertisers over and over and over again. And you're going to say you don't. Oh, because you're a YouTube red because you hate advertising so much even though you work in the business. What a chump. What a chump. But I hear you. I guess I didn't. But before, before, always you were, before you were one of the top freelancers in the world and could afford $10 a month for YouTube Red, didn't you yes. see the same advertisers over and over and over? And you were like, wow, I am a young male or whatever. And I yes, I would be into shaving projects. Or yes, I do think about how I want to get my car insurance costs down. Or yes, I'm in digital marketing and they know that. And this is a digital marketing thing. Didn't you feel like you were seeing the same brands over and over and over mm-hmm. and they were hitting you in a way that's like, yeah, I can see how I'm in that demo. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, yeah, I, uh, I saw those ads all the time. And, uh, you know, Jason, YouTube is on such a different level. I mean, second largest search engine in the world you know, is YouTube. So we have Google and then we go to YouTube. So we're, and they're both in the AdWords network. So absolutely worth 
the investment. Um, you know, I totally agree. The only thing that's going to might keep you out of it is the fact that it does require a basic video. At least you have to have some kind of video to show for the remarketing, but no, no, Chris, you are a cockroach of a business. Okay. And so am I, I say that with all due respect. Mm -hmm. Sure. You are, you you and I, you know, I'm not, I'm not even kidding. Like you and I are small. We're one person Uh for the most part. And I'm, I'm a couple of people. Small operations. We don't have brick and mortars. You know what I'm saying? Uh We're small, extremely small businesses, micro businesses, you could even say. And the thing is, you and I both have videos. Okay. So a video is not that hard. You have a great video. That's true. I, I see how many people watch it because I have access to it, and I and I watch these things about you, Chris. I know but you no, do. I just it came across my thing the other day. And Chris, you have a great video. I have a mediocre video, but Chris, their videos. I'll tell you this, Chris. Wearing this shirt, I've got a different shirt in my video. Some brand I don't even know, but wearing my brand shirt, I would be confident enough in my video on my homepage to just run that six minute video as a YouTube commercial with a hundred bucks a month for quote brand awareness. Mm-hmm. I'd be confident doing that. And I would run your video and you and I are micro businesses sure. and we can figure out how to do a video. So I would not let that stop anybody. That's true. That's a good point. I mean, I, for, for the many years that I've been doing AdWords, uh, my first video I recorded uh, like from a little cheap camera. The next one was a little better with like a handheld camcorder then the last one I got a videographer to help me with. So, yeah, I mean, and you're, you're exactly right. I mean, we're micro compared to some businesses and what they could actually afford and do. I mean, they might actually have an but office think, but front think about to show. What, think about what video does for, like, persuasion and making people believe what you want them to believe. And you're an example of this, Chris. People invested in Netflix and Amazon early on. They made hundreds of percents of returns or whatever. There's never been a better investment dollar for dollar in the history of the world, dollars out versus dollars in, than you for your video, Chris. I guarantee you the amount of money that you put into that video, how much was it? Uh, oh, to make that video? Yeah. Say the most recent one. How uh, much the most, was it? It was uh, like 150 I think. $150? Yeah. Okay. You've had the biggest return on yeah. investment in the history of the planet. <laughs> For that $150. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Because that's one of the reasons I found you and wanted to learn from you. That's true. And strike up a friendship. And that was, was the because old the one, way too. you presented yourself. That was the old and that one, was the too. Old one. Yeah, that one didn't cost but, me anything. But think about what that video does for brand awareness. If Chris threw that up on YouTube and everyone would see, you know, he's a real guy. He understands business. It's not something you can just get from a text ad. You have to hear him talk. And you just hear the guy talk for 15 yeah. seconds and you're like, oh, he gets it. I need his help. I want to work with him. You can do that with YouTube. And Chris, talk about the dollars that go into YouTube, the cost per view. Goodness, talk yeah. about how far $100 can get. Yeah. I mean, you know, we talk a lot about display and I mentioned remarketing and Jason and I actually disagree a bit on how much we should pay per bid for remarketing. Jason's a bit more aggressive. I'm a bit more conservative on our bids. But the thing is, if we were to just to talk about how much to pay for bids on YouTube, we completely agree. Cents on the dollar here. I mean, we're like we're talking yeah, like you know how people talk cents, five like cents, BS about like Facebook. Yeah, you know how they talk about Facebook, Chris. Like, oh, two cent bids. What? Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. No, that's the reality with YouTube. Yeah. Uh, YouTube bidding is like what we hear about. Facebook. I'm just kidding. Facebook. I love Facebook. <laughs> no, I'm going to, I made my will the other day, Chris. I'm not giving everything to my future kids. I'm giving it to the Facebook, Facebook. That's, because I love the that's, Facebook. That's great. Um, but Chris, most of the time you're bidding 
10 cents to 25 cents per view yeah. and your cost per view is coming in at like seven yeah. to Cheap. 15 cents. Is that what Cheap. you see? Yeah. So, so imagine a hundred yeah. bucks into something and Jason, if you go in and look where your ads are showing, you know, you and I have both done, you know, stuff in YouTube before, and it's kind of ugly sometimes to see the type of videos you're showing up for. It seems like a lot of them yeah. are like music videos and, and just weird things, but that's YouTube, right? I mean, it's just, Things are weird on YouTube sometimes. There's a lot of very specific videos out there. So the thing is, there's real people behind those videos, watching those videos, I should say. And yeah. there's real value in showing an ad for five cents to someone that you know has been to your website before because their eyes are on the screen. They're not looking at a remarketing ad that's down below the fold and they do they never do even see it as they're scrolling this is something that they have to be focused on for just a few seconds before they get the content that they that they came for. So, yeah. Oh, you got you got them right where you want them to because not only are their eyes on the screen, but their back is on the bed. There's a pillow to their left side because they're making a fort with their girlfriend because she stresses him out at night because she talks about things she's got to do the next day. And it's like, no, I need to relax for just one hour of the day and watch YouTube. You're on your back and then boom, they're right in their face on the screen. Yep. Think about this, Chris. A divorce lawyer in, let's say, Detroit. He does no TV advertising and no YouTube. There's a second divorce lawyer who does no TV advertising, but spends $100 a month on YouTube very effectively. Think about day after day, month after month, year after year, how much more known that second lawyer is going to be for just $100 a month if he gets in front of the right people. Yeah, It's mind-boggling because it's so cheap. And my final parting words on youtube is the audience is what one billion people on youtube now or something like that yeah. the audience is almost endless yeah so be very 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 specific with your audience yeah, sure who do you want to get in front of age remarketing audience yeah yeah and if it's not remarketing focus on a certain age who's into this but you could layer. Who watches these videos? We haven't really yeah. talked about it, you know. But there, in AdWords for remarketing display and YouTube, you can take your remarketing audience and then segment it out a little bit and remove certain ages, uh, remove certain times of the day, remove certain devices. Uh, if you don't want to show up on mobile apps or you want to show up on certain in-market audiences, you can do that. And so now, can if you, you have, target? Yeah. Can you target placements too? Oh, sure. Yeah, you could target specific placements. Yeah. I don't usually find a lot of value unless there happens to be a client that fits perfectly with a certain topic of a website that happens right, right. to have an ad placement. That doesn't always happen. Right. But you know, if you have a big audience, I mean, imagine how much more you could show to those people. The amount of times you could get an mm. ad to that smaller audience is going to be a whole lot more effective. You know, you don't over, want to overwhelm them. I say layer even without remarketing. I'm not saying YouTube only for remarketing. I'm saying YouTube for remarketing, yes, but also YouTube for layering and just people who haven't heard of you before and getting in front of them. Oh, so, so new, new uh, customers, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm saying that for both oh, because okay. I, I've seen I people see. who I've never been to their website and now I know so much about their brand only because of YouTube. Yeah. So I'm a proponent of both. But it's just we want to make the point 
make sure you get very, very limited there. Make a huge layered cake of YouTube targeting because you don't want to be too open because that's not getting in front of a core audience. And, and what Jason's talking about when he's saying layering, just so you, you know, you guys are listening, saying, what does that mean, layer cake? What he's saying is he's talking about use all of the limitations that is built into the targeting. So use audiences, use demographics, use geographic targeting, use uh, devices. Uh, and there's a whole lot of stuff just in audiences that you could try. You could try in market where they are of the age of uh, X and Y. They are a certain gender and they have uh, an interest in this, this, and this. And it's between the hours of 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. I mean, my goodness, I mean, you're going to, you're probably going to be hitting a fraction of the people that you would be targeting in a general, you know, just throwing some generic YouTube ad out there just for anyone to see. So uh, good stuff there. I I like it. So Jason, we got a couple of things to talk about. One thing we're going to talk about is, which seems terrifying, branding and search, which sounds, that sounds crazy that you could actually even do that. But first I want to ask a question. How do you compete in a highly competitive industry when you have a limited budget? All the other guys are from huge corporations. Do you even have a way that that's possible? Well, that's a question I know many of our listeners have dealt with before. It's something I see all the time. Uh, How can the little guy get his head above all the giants? Well, today I have some good news for you. Directive Consulting at directiveconsulting.com, who is our sponsor today, has a solution for you. Let me tell you about their recent success with a company that works in fleet management. Okay, in case you don't know, uh, fleet management is basically all the complex systems involved in managing a company's hundreds, if not thousands of trucks around the country as they make deliveries. Okay, so of course there are some big players in something like this. You may not know anything about fleet management, and that's not the point. But you'll identify with this story because Directive Consulting helped a company called GPS Track It reach a 245% increase in form submissions. Okay, And what we're talking about is they do this with a limited budget. So listen up. This is pretty awesome stuff. This will definitely apply to a lot of you guys. The goal was this. They wanted Directive Consulting to build them a marketing plan that would work with a limited budget, but is still able to compete with the big guys. So what did Directive Consulting do? They improved the client's website architecture, which involved their keyword rankings. They created a user experience that encouraged conversions on their website. They paired organic and paid traffic to focus on their most profitable search queries. And on top of that, they developed a multi-channel content marketing strategy that helped to generate demand and interest in GPS track its services. Want to know how it turned out for them? Here we go. 78% increase in organic visits. As I said, 245% increase in form submissions and helped them get over 50 important keywords ranking in the top three positions. Solid stuff. So if directive consulting can do it for a complex industry like this, even with a limited budget, I know they can do it for you. Put them to the test. Go to directiveconsulting.com. Ask for a custom proposal. Let them sweat the details, and you can sit back and watch your success story roll out just like the one I played out for you here. 
So Jason, tell me about what you've got for this search you using branding and awareness for search which sounds it sounds expensive it sounds very ineffective to me right well chris you're married right currently to my first wife that's correct happily happily Mm -hmm. right oh yeah okay well as a married man tell me if this has ever happened to you you're at like a family barbecue right like a family get together right you've been to those yeah yeah please continue I'm not sure where this is going. (laughs) So you're at a family barbecue. You're married. Your cousins are there. Uh, Your cousins are married. Your in-laws are married. You know, there's just people around your age there that you're not related to, but they're married into your family. And you're in the line for punch. You're in the line for ribs or potato salad or something. And one of your, like, relatives who's not really related to you, who's also married to someone in your family, like touches your hand weird, or you go to the bathroom, you get out of the bathroom and they're there and they make some inappropriate comment and they're like flirting with you. Uh-huh. And okay. you're like, whoa, 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 I'm married. You're married. <laughs> Technically we're family members because we're both married into this family. What? Why are you flirting with me? Has that ever happened to you? <laughs> what a specific... Don't answer. You don't have to answer. You don't have to answer. So, Chris, what's going on in that situation is a what we call in the world a cheater in the relationship world. Uh-huh. Someone who cheats on their okay. spouse, which is a disgusting thing. And just based on the numbers of people who listen to our show, I know we have cheaters who listen to us. <laughs> Um, and it is what it is, but I don't associate with those people, but I know this goes on and what that married into the family person who's you're both married, but they're being inappropriate is doing is they're just poking you. They're just saying, hi, they're just throwing out there that there's a possibility. Okay. Okay. They're just letting it be known. They're growing some cheater awareness. Mm. So they're basically saying without saying, Hey, if you ever want to cheat. I'm down to cheat. I'm here. Okay. We both know each other. So that's what they're doing. They're just showing you that they're available. And so how this gets back to Google ads is competitor keywords, Chris. I am someone who's known to Google myself. I don't click my app mentions in, in Twitter. I have that control, but I, I do Google my business name. And every freaking time I Google myself, I have to see other people whose ads show up and I have to think about them and associate them with me. And I don't know if they're targeting my name explicitly. It probably, or the, I don't know if they just show up the PPC. Yeah. 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 Did probably. You add okay. The then why is it the same the... one? Why is it the same ones all the time, Chris? Oh. And why are they in some of the same industries? Okay. And why do I have to deal with that? Well, I have to deal with it because it's a free world and they can advertise on my name, but you can do this to other people. You can say hi, you can flash that you're available if someone wants to cheat. So, Chris, if someone searches for a competitor and your ad is there, there's a very good chance they're not going to click on you, okay? So that's why, that's the first reason it can be cheap is because you can be seen, you can flash that you're available to cheat without cheating. They don't have to click on you and become a customer. They just see your ad there when they search for their company, like someone who's a customer of another company. That's the first reason it, it can be cheap and you can get a lot for $100. The second reason is because in general, competitor names are cheaper than search keywords. So they're just kind of cheap sometimes overall. This works because I know what happens to me, Chris. I know when I search for a business I'm looking for, a business I'm already a customer of, my own business, and I see someone else's ads there, a little thing goes off in my head. It goes, 
hey, if I wanted to cheat, if I wanted to start working with another company, this would be a company I could work with. They're an option, okay? So this isn't about getting leads, Chris. It's not about making a nice little AdWords report for your client at the end of the month. It's about brand awareness. Mm. What do you think of this one? So It works. I'm telling you it works. I'm telling you, I, sir, it works. I, the king of the metaphors, as always, comes through. I appreciate uh, the imagery there. Let me ask you, when you do something like this, I'm assuming you don't advocate to bid to top of page. You're looking to do a low ranking for something like this, right? Just enough to show up, basically. If the goal is not to get clicked on and the goal is to just be seen, what's the difference between number one and number four? Uh, probably Yeah, I know $4. on mobile it could be different. But say, no, no, no. The difference in terms of being seen on desktop. There is oh, a difference. okay. Someone's going to see the top ad, number one, on desktop. Someone's going to see the fourth ad on desktop, mm-hmm. especially if they're scrolling down to see that name that you're advertising on. So it's not the be-all, end-all, but I I freaking know this works, Chris. Cool. I know it works. I know that people search for a company they do business with. They see that there's another option, and it just plants a seed, and all of a sudden, your brand is aware to a future potential customer. Mm. For very little money. Sounds good. So yeah, that's one way you can use search to get brand awareness for $100 a month. I would say a lot of the times my competitor bids can be crazy cheap, but that's if I am bidding low on them. I would say sometimes they can be really expensive because they're not relevant to what my website is and to what my keywords. Of course, you wouldn't put the competitor's name in my ad, so my ad is not going to be relevant to my search query, to my keyword, and then not to my landing page. So in that way, I often find that they can be expensive, but I do know that sometimes uh, you know, you, you bid low enough, you might be getting like a 15% search impression share or something, but you, know, you can get some impressions on it and uh, you know, it could work out for you. Here's an example. I don't want to say any names, okay? I don't want to say any names. Okay. But it's in the meal meal kit space. You know, that's a hot space right now, Chris. Uh huh. People oh, yeah. who I don't know. I'm starting don't my love own. Their kids enough to cook for them. Starting my own. Oh, one. sorry. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, um, yeah. So you have the meal kit space. I googled one of the names of uh the meal kit people, and there's not like the word meal kit is not in their name, so it's not like marketing mm. software or whatever. You know, it's like nothing else would trigger it unless they're explicitly targeting it. There's five other advertisers advertising on this company's name, Chris. And you know why they're doing it? Because they listened to this podcast and they heard what I just said before we even <laughs> published the episode. And they got their ads up and running. Wow. It's amazing. Before the episode came out. They see what's going on, Chris. I do a Google for one of the meal kits because maybe I'm a customer and I need to log in and update my order or something like that. And I go, oh, I'll go to their site, but look at these other sites. It says $60 off. It says $45 off. It says theirs is cooking made easy. Hmm, maybe I should try there. So that's all I'm saying. I like it. It's not for everybody, but it is a way to get aware to people who could become a customer one day for very little money. Another way, Chris, is to get super specific on search. This is old school Google ads, search marketing, Chris Schaefer approved, targeting keywords that someone could actually become your client that day. It is lead generation. It is a beautiful search terms report that Chris is just going to drool over. (laughs) But here's the kicker. It's only $100 a month. So you're only going for, and these are literal terms, five clicks to 20 clicks a month. 
for your $100 budget a month, five clicks a month, one click every four days or whatever. That's all you're going for. The reason why is because to do this and make it for brand awareness, you're you're going for super specific niche services. So if I'm a moving company and I go, oh, I, I listen to the paid search podcast while I'm smoking weed in, in Canada and I can't even understand what they're saying and I'm playing video games, so I'm barely in and out. This isn't for you. You're going to mishear what I'm saying, and you're going to target the words movers in Toronto, moving companies Toronto, and you're going to think, I'm going to do what Jason said and only get five clicks for $100 and grow my brand. No, no, no. This isn't for main keywords. This is for super specific niche services that you do. So an example for a moving company is a mover who has a page and a service that's dedicated to moves for the elderly moving people in and out of assisted living, moving parents out of their house for the last time to go to the nursing home and their kids are searching for, their adult children are searching for specifically movers to move parents out of the house. So some of the keywords that you would target with your not more than $100 a month budget are movers for elderly, movers for nursing home, moving parents out of their house, Assisted living movers, broad match modified. Assisted living moving companies, broad match modified. Chris, you've had moving campaigns. How often do you see those show up in your search terms report? Don't answer. I want to talk more. They never show up. They hardly ever. I shouldn't say never. They hardly ever show up. You may see one of those kind of searches a month. Now, Chris Schaefer didn't work for a mover like I did, so he may not know about this niche. So if you have a moving business, you already know where to go. So I bet you didn't target those keywords, and that's no no, no fault of no, your absolutely own. Absolutely not. Many people don't because your client your clients are spending three thousand and they want moves today. But if someone is only has a hundred dollars a month and they want to become known as the mover for the elderly, the mover for nursing home moves, show up on Chris a city like Houston. There's only going to be probably a hundred searches a month for this topic. A month, a hundred searches, not clicks, just searches. Yeah. But. It's similar to the competitor. You're not even doing it for clicks. You're doing it for brand awareness. You want to be seen there with a huge, chunky three-headline ad that says all the things about movers for assisted living, nursing home, and all that. And people can see your big ad. And even if you get one click a month, at least you're getting those 100 impressions. That's it for $100, five clicks. And people are associating you and your brand with moves for the elderly. So... It is about targeting the right keywords, but it's about being super, super, super specific to a niche thing that doesn't get searched for that much that you can get seen on primarily. That's the way to use search. Chris, you like? Daddy, you like? I do. I uh, I like those um, idea for the competitor and the super specific stuff. So you convinced me. Uh, I didn't really know how you were going to Okay, it, now I, I like it. I can see I'm losing you a little bit because you're a man who likes clicks. You like getting leads now and all this kind of stuff. I've got another strategy, the final one for how do you search for brand awareness. Sometimes, and I don't do this all the times, but sometimes I just spend $100 a month. I do great keywords, AdWords agency, blah, 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 that are expensive keywords, but I only have $100 a month, so I'm doing super low bids and I'm doing pure broad, pure broad like a pro. Mm -hmm. And this is a little bit for lead gen, so it's kind of a cheating thing at the end of this episode, but it is about brand awareness too. For $100 a month, I want to be seen on those searches. I do it nationally. You'd be shocked at the kind of success you can have on just horrible-looking search terms for $100 a month for pure broad. 
it's a combination of you may get a lead for that hundred dollars, but you also get seen and then people Google you the next day and they come organically and yeah. they deleted their history because they looked at bad stuff the night before on a shared computer in the living room, <laughs> late 1990s AOL style. And you're not a cookie on their computer anymore. So maybe you don't get the AdWords conversion, but they Googled you. And the only reason they knew about you is because they saw the ad yesterday. I can't prove that, Chris, but I know it happens because I've seen it happen for me. So if you're a moving company or let's say you're a chiropractor and you only have $100 a month and you don't trust this new age marketing, but you know you got to do something, turn on chiropractor, pure broad match, one word. Throw $100 on Google, do super, super low bids, and just see what happens. You're going to be seen by at least some people who could be potential patients one day. Yeah. I just know it works because I've seen it. Yeah, you're di- yeah, you're dipping into probably one of my favorite episodes that we had where we, we went down into a deep dive on using broad keywords like a pro. And this is definitely a great way to just kind of, you know, you throw your fishing line out there and bait is cheap. And you might get a big one, and uh, you know it's it's you might, worth yeah. It's and worth it, you that might little... get you might get leads. You might get leads, but if you don't, hey, I want to be seen two thousand times by people who would be looking for my. You would, yeah, you'd never maybe advertise. Need me one day, I want to be seen for that. Yeah, I'm not going to buy TV commercials for a hundred dollars yeah. and be seen. It's not possible. But with AdWords, you can get something from it. So, Chris, like that's it. it, man. We we talked about remarketing. We talked about YouTube. We talked about search keywords, and not for lead gen, but for brand awareness, how to be seen and how to do it for a hundred dollars a month. So you don't have to hire scumbags like us. Chris, <laughs> did I say that right? Yeah, I think I'm you got kidding. it. I think you got it. There's probably some people out there that would believe you, but uh, maybe for me, but Jason, you're a stand up person. As always was brought to you by directive consulting, the go-to B2B search engine marketing agency we appreciate their support we work with them we talk with them guys we really encourage you to get a free custom proposal directiveconsulting.com chris close us out here by doing a little brand awareness for the ppc questions and answers show i love when you tell people about the show you break it down so nicely tell them what they can learn about yeah you know after listening to this extra long episode i'm exhausted you're exhausted and you have just filled out a page of questions and you're like well guys what do i do with this you know you got me all excited i don't know where to go from here you know how do i finish this out so basically what we have is a follow-up show for you to send those questions over and you can get the answers that you so desire go to paidsearchpodcast.com click on the q a questions button you can't or excuse me actually you want to click on the contact us button that's what you want to click on and send us a question i personally read every single one of those and i personally decide whether i delete them or answer them most of them 99 percent of them we answer so it's a very good chance you're going to get answered send them in we will get to your question we're burning through them five days a week we'll get to them pretty quick nowadays and uh it is our honor to answer your questions for the low, low price of free. What a deal. Yep, and that show comes out Monday through Friday on all the podcast players. PPC questions and answers. Subscribe, share it with your friends, ask us questions. So, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing the Paid Search Podcast. We'll be back next time on a Monday with the next episode of the Paid Search Podcast. Bye, Chris. Bye. Bye.